0: Hello and welcome back to She's In Focus, the podcast dedicated to inspiring and empowering female filmmakers, videographers, and video creators from all walks of life and on every step of their creative journey. I'm your host, Kel Grant, a filmmaker and video strategist who's just trying to turn my passion for creative projects into something more and connect with amazing women who have the same passion for video. But if you've made it to this final episode of season one, you already know who I am. And I'm so excited to round out this season by featuring an OG Jasmine Quinones, an Austin, Texas-based self-made filmmaker and director. I am so excited for y'all to hear this episode because it's really just two internet friends catching up, talking about life, and the creative and personal progression of Jasmine's filmmaking career. She's come a long way since March of 2021 when she was featured on the first ever episode of This Year Pop. Her creative drive and passion for visual storytelling has led her to work on numerous projects, DPing and directing for clients such as REI, New Balance, Ferrari, and Fujifilm. She pulls inspo from nineties skate culture and enjoys blending raw doc style filmmaking with a cleaner and colorful cinematic style. That is super apparent in her latest short film Push, which she's gonna tell us all about in this episode enjoy thank you so much so, for being here again
1: <laughs> yeah no thank you for having me again it, it is really cool to be on um podcasts like a second time because that's the same thing that happened on the other one uh with my friend logan really that's yeah like funny. he had had he had had me on like a year prior and then had me on you know recently and was like wow you've like really changed <laughs> so like i'm sure Let's yeah it's unpack that yeah, no, it's 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 cool. So yeah, no, thank you for having me back. It's an honor,
0: of course. Round two, yeah, um, hell yeah. It's funny. So in preparation for this episode, I went back and I listened to that episode, which was special for multiple reasons um, for me because it was the first episode of this podcast, and you were the first guest that was so gracious enough to lend me your time and, and start, you know, sharing your story, and um, and now look at us. We're a, a, about a year and a half. Uh, out from that, that first episode. I know, so weird. I know, right? It's weird. It's very, yeah. Very and, weird. and um, it's funny, I was, you know, listening to that episode, and you were explaining kind of your creative roots and your journey at that time. And you've come a long way from like cool pix cameras, and iMovie
1: yes, <laughs> from back definitely. in the day. <laughs> and then
0: even from, you know, last year from, um, you know, freelance filmmaking and uh, product photography, which you dabbled in for a little bit oh Oh, yeah and so that was was a whole phase right and so I (laughs) I remember it so distinctly because I remember like being like oh my god that's so cool like and you had the whole behind the scenes things going on it was so so much such a different era honestly Um, yeah and it feels like even though it was like just a year or so ago it feels like
1: so far away but also like no time ago at all yeah, it's it's very jarring. Honestly, it, it has felt very, very jarring because I'm like, wow, that's like really not that much time, but like enough time for like a lot of stuff to happen, and a lot of change in yourself to happen. So, yeah, it's very absolutely. weird.
0: Definitely. <laughs> and I um, I remember us talking about kind of, um, you know, the world of like your personal filmmaking journey, but then also your professional filmmaking journey. And it kind of sounds like based on like what I've been observing on your social media is that those two worlds are starting to come together more. Whereas before it felt like, you know, okay, I have to, I have this set of stuff that I do to pay the bills and I have this set of stuff to like keep that passion going.
1: Do you find
0: that those worlds are colliding
1: more nowadays? Um, they definitely are colliding more. Thank God. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a really, really big transitional period because um, there just has been a lot of uncertainty with like, because I am going the route of like really, really trying to push my passion projects into the sphere of like, okay, I think I can make stuff that I really care about. And I can still make it a part of my career. It is is super possible. It just takes a long time to get there, and it's still. I'm just like. I just feel like I'm scratching the surface right now. Like I, I, I really, I feel like I'm just in such a big transition, and I'm transitioning from exactly that. From, from keeping them super super separate to really being like, you know what? Like, I just feel like I'm I'm turning in a hamster wheel still, like mm-hmm. you know. There is something to be said about keeping your passion stuff, your passion stuff and not intertwining it with like your making money stuff. But I'm just not good at, to be honest, like I'm just not good at being, at feeling purposeful and fulfilled with, with keeping them separate. You know, mm. like I, I um, cause I'm not really, I said this, I've said this in a couple podcasts now and I, I was actually talking to my friend earlier about this, but I'm just not really like a business savvy person like i'm not like i can run a business i've been doing so for the last five years but i'm not super business savvy and i'm not and i realize that i'm not really in it so much for the business and the money like i obviously like i want to make money like don't get me wrong like i want to make some money money but i just found no i just felt so disconnected from myself putting a lot of focus on like okay how can I quickly because honestly like if I really wanted to there are there are really easy quick ways to make a lot of money with video and if I really wanted to go down that path and if I really went full throttle on that path I probably could have made a ton of money already with video but my my problem and maybe it's not so much of a problem but my my thing is just like I don't feel like fulfilled just like let me have this business model of, of video making and content creation and that's where all my money's coming from and then i'll do my little passion projects on the side because what, what tends to happen for me with that is just like I'll, i will get so sucked into the money wheel of like oh my god i made this much money you know doing this 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 and this now i need more money now i need more money now i need more money and then i'm just like burning myself out and then i get to the end of the year which happened to me last year, I got to the end of last year and I was like, I had a really great financial year last year in twenty twenty one. But I looked back on the entirety of that year and I was like, I have like nothing that I want to show people. Like nothing. Um, I had I had nothing. Like I, I looked at my website. I was like not a single damn piece that I want to put on my website. Not a single not a single project that I worked on this year for money is something that I wanted to show people not that I didn't want to show people but I it wasn't something that 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 was me it was just like hey it felt very like I just did this I did this video for this person or this company to help them get to where they want to be and that was just that was it and that's perfectly fine and I still do that to make money but I just feel like I, I like filmmaking for the purpose of like making art and like making something that is just like impactful message wise. I don't know that sounds so corny and stuff, but like Nah. I know. I just feel like I don't know, I just I, I I'm of an emotional person, you know. I, I'm a, I'm a person with a lot of feels. I've always been that way since I was yeah. a little kid, like and I've always I've always expressed that through um through every type of like art. Um So I still carry that into my adulthood, obviously. Like, I'm just someone who's like, I just want to make something that it feels purposeful to me. And yeah, there's something to be said about making stuff for other people to help them get to their goals and help their businesses and whatnot. That's great. I still love to do that, but um, I just felt like I was selling myself short. Like, you know, like I was just like, I feel like there's stuff that I need to say with with my voice and I feel like there's stuff that I need to make um because I know that I can connect with somebody on a level that I want to connect with somebody with through making that stuff so yeah sorry that was a super long ramble no, about how great. they've both how <laughs> they've both converged but like I, I think that's just this year I've just you know I have really just been like I, I want to feel like I I I'm I'm being true to where I feel like I belong as a as a person who who does filmmaking and photography like I just I just didn't feel like where I belong is just like let me just do all these let me let me just make you know corporate stuff and real mm. estate stuff and 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 product stuff and let me just be a, let me just run a really great business like that's amazing I want to run a successful business, but that's also not why I love filmmaking, you know? Um, I love filmmaking because you're just able to just say such powerful stuff and you're able to be super creative and you're able to just express yourself. Um, So yeah, I've just been trying to keep that alive and and I really want to merge. Like, how can I express a message and, and myself still within the commercial filmmaking world i think it's very very possible i just wasn't thinking about it that way you know i was like they gotta be separate like but i'm like you know what i think what makes a really powerful commercial what makes a really powerful movie what makes a really powerful 30 second ad is is message is voice and so You know, it's not just about messaging, like, let me just write this copy to, like, you know, get people. That's part of marketing. But, like, another large part of marketing and just memorability, like, what are people remembering? And, you know, as as consumers, we act off of feeling. And as humans, like, we, we act off of emotion and feeling. That has never changed. So, you know, I still think that driving and hitting people's emotions is still such a very powerful part of business marketing but also just like filmmaking and being an artist like it's the reason we listen to music it's the reason we watch tv shows it's the reason we do a lot of stuff that makes us feel good because it makes us feel good or it makes us feel like we're being seen or we're being related to like it's the reason why we stay on tiktok 24 7 oh my god i had to delete the app we feel heard you know what (laughs) i mean like it's it's just so funny we we feel heard we feel seen And so, I think that part of human nature will never go away. That's why I feel like there's just still such a big market for, you know, making stuff that is, hits on people's emotions. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. And you don't have to just do that through, like, marketing and copywriting. You can do that through, like, you know, storytelling. Like, that's that's what gets people. Storytelling, very impactful visuals, like, intentional, you know, vulnerability, relatability. It's, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm going on a random tech, TED talk right now, but no, like, you're... I'm good. like, I'm just so passionate about this. Like, <laughs> um, no, I don't know. It's just weird. I I'm just, I am very much trying to mesh, you know, business, but also like, I want to feel good about what I'm doing. I want to feel passionate about what I'm doing. If I continue down the road of like just trying to be a business, yeah, um, I just know I'm not. I just know personally, I'm not going to be happy. And and I think that that unhappiness eventually just reflects itself um and i don't want that you know uh i don't want that at all i want to i want to be able to 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 feel good about what i'm doing and be in high spirits and, and be able to um you know just provide energy that people need and energy that i need quite frankly like yeah it's so a crazy it's a crazy world we're living in out here so like i'm like at it's sh- rough in any these streets sh- it's really rough out in these streets yeah. these days and i'm like i just need to hold on to any shred of serotonin and passion because <laughs> i will literally go insane if i don't like, oh yeah
0: yeah 100 percent. and i i think like the ideal or like the sweet spot really is having um art that represents you but then also having like you representing your art and i think that gets lost a little bit in like the, the yeah. corporate sphere because it like does. you were saying like i um in my first year of business um yeah had a very successful uh, financial year and in, in, in terms of uh being a new business and in the corporate sphere like in the marketing you know arena
1: mm-hmm.
0: money's very corporate money's very easy to come by And it's so easy to... sacrifice like personal creativity for like just doing things by the book or like we know for example like with ads like we know this type of testimonial works or this type of um, right right right. ugc ad works and then like yeah after a while i just find that i'm spending hours and hours and hours a day just like editing content that i don't give a shit about but that i know is gonna make me super easy money and like you Mm -hmm. know i'm creating 15 to 30 second ads like it's not it's i i've gotten um, to be a good enough editor, so it's not like as much as an output. So it's really easy to be complacent, right? Um, and it's it's challenging to introduce risk, especially in like a corporate setting, because if you are the one, you know, to pitch this really creative or like campaign or whatever, and this company's putting thousands of dollars um, towards mm-hmm. it, then it's you know you're on the line if it doesn't work out because it's not what that industry is used to then exact you know you might have sacrificed a, a, a potential working relationship or an in, a stream of income but right. i also think like being willing to take those risks will attract the right companies and it sounds like that's that's almost kind of what happened with you like there was a connection that was made with a person at um Fuji fu- <laughs> fujifilm
1: yeah and
0: um <laughs> you know they once the right opportunity came up like you were the first person that that came to mind and was mm-hmm. like okay, you can really like bring this to life and so it's about like finding the right people but you have to have a body of work that shows that you can like do that right. amount of output whereas like if you looked at my portfolio right now you could probably say oh she's a good dp she's a great editor but like mm-hmm. what is her what's the message what's what makes her different than mm-hmm. any other editor you can find on fiverr you know what yeah. i mean which I think like is you are really setting yourself apart because it seems so much so that you've stepped into your own a lot over the past year.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, everything that you just said is like exactly right. Like I, it's just, you know, like exactly what you're saying. Like it is, it is kind of scary as like a, you know, a, a filmmaker, an editor, a DP because, you know, you hear this all the time of like, you know, it, it's very easy, it, it's very easy to be replaceable as someone who only brings technical knowledge to the table because yeah. a lot of people can learn the, the tech stuff. A lot of people can learn how to edit. A lot of people can learn how to deep to, how to, you know, compose a shot and work a camera. You know, it's like, those are things that are definitely more easily learned and more, um, you know, more, ex, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? people are more willing to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of us. And so that that kind of introduces a sense of like, and these companies kind of know that too. They kind of know like, well, okay, if this person, you know, is doing this and this and this and they're asking for this rate, well, we can find probably someone who could do it the same, but cheaper, you know, like you become, yeah, you become kind of easily replaceable. And I just never want to feel like that. You know, I never want to feel like, I'm just some editor or just some DP or just some, like I, I want to make sure that I, I, I'm bringing a vision to the table that is different, that is is um, reflective of who I am, so that it has uh, authenticity to it, so that it has feel to it. Um, and so that I'm harder to ignore, you know,'m I'm, I'm harder huh. to to turn away. I'm harder to replace basically you know if if i'm if i'm trying to do stuff that's a little bit more risky if i'm trying to do stuff that's like has more heart in it or has more intentionality in it or or just just bringing a creative idea and vision to the table is very very difficult as i have come to find out um (laughs) which i always knew it's very difficult it's really hard to come up with creative ideas to be a visionary um you know, it it is much easier in my, my uh, experience to, to learn how to edit, to learn how to hold a camera, to, to be Mm -hmm. those things. And that's not saying that that stuff is not hard. There's definitely a lot of technique and a lot of uh, talent that comes with being a good editor, being a good DP, um, being a good director. So it's not to say that we're all replaceable, but You do get to a certain level where if you do stay complacent and you're just making cookie cutter stuff, well, the next the person next to you could probably make the same cookie cutter stuff. So what what makes you what makes a company want to work with you? um, Yeah, yeah, is basically what I'm trying to like just really make sure that I don't stay complacent and like, well, what do I have to like? Just asking myself that question, like, well, what. What freaking do I have to bring to the table, and not in a, not in a demeaning, like self pity way, mm-hmm. like oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have anything to bring to the table. I, feel, I believe everybody does, um, everybody does if if they are are very true to themselves. Like we're all very very different people. We have very different experiences. Therefore, we think differently, and that's very valuable. Um, yeah. So it's just yeah, I, I like everything that you just said because it's very very true, and it's definitely something that I try to keep in mind especially this year because you will find the right people who will want to work with you specifically you because they believe in what you can do not what the next joe schmo with a laptop and a camera can do you know um but it is about just like trying to put yourself more out there and and trying to uh yeah just like keep that in the back of your mind um again but not saying that i'm like any type of special at all i'm just trying to like figure out i'm just trying to figure out like how i can be more of a risk taker or more of a visionary so that i feel like i can i can compete honestly it's not compete in a negative way but like like i said like it's it's a lot of people are getting into content creation now you know you have so many so many people you know with cameras and editing softwares and it's 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 something everyone can get into so you know how do you stay unique you know it's like listening to yourself uh trying to trying to connect with yourself and be in alignment with yourself is definitely something i've tried to learn this year more um Mm. yeah it's weird because i felt very lost like up until this year i mean i still feel kind of lost but in a different way i think in a better way Mm, Um, okay but before, you know, last time we talked on this podcast, like, yeah, I was just doing loads of random crap. Like not to say it was crap. Like, I think I did a good job with the stuff that I was doing at that time, but I I just knew that I was like, Hmm, something's not like, something's not hitting here. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm not, I still don't feel like I'm, I'm I'm being connected and, and true to myself. I feel like I was trying on a bunch of different like costumes yeah. And like trying to see if it fit, and I think everyone has to go through that. I'm still, you know, I'm still kind of, you know, going through that. I'm like, you know, where do I fit in? Like like what's my style? Everyone's trying to figure out what's my unique style? What's my message? What's my voice? Like that's something that that's hard to find, and that's not that's not going to come especially like we all have the um kind of all have this anxiety and this pressure to like figure it out figure it out figure it out now um and i've kind of realized that like you know you will change a million times and you will try this on you will try this on and maybe if that doesn't work out for forever that's okay like you can always try something else on um you know but yeah it's the not being complacent i think is important for sure i think like you
0: had to go through that phase though of Trying yeah. on these different costumes and doing that to get to where you are now, because if you didn't do that, you wouldn't have arrived at the point you are now in the same way or it yeah. wouldn't be as important to you as, as it is now. Like I I remember It's I literally had a conversation with with Joshua this morning because um, I signed up for yet another course. This one's more of a membership, <laughs> though. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's less, of a course, Um, yeah. about finding my like my dream clients because I just wasn't finding people that were, like, aligned. And then I realized, like, it's because I haven't defined for myself what I want that person to look like. And, mm-hmm. I and you know, none of this stuff is easy. Like, I could sit there and try to journal it out and look like one of those, like, you know, serial killers with, like, the pictures and the, mm-hmm. the, the tape between yeah. all these states, like, and just really rattling my brain. But having the guidance to, to be able to get there is really valuable in my business, but also just personally because – it is, there's nothing more like soul sucking than, Mm -hmm. um, doing a job because you have the skills to do it, but knowing that you're meant for greater things. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that's like, like I can relate in that way and that I'm kind of on that journey, but I'm, I'm so grateful for every step of that. And like, I've tried it all. I've tried sports videography and, uh, wedding videography and product yeah. video like all the niches, real estate right. videography in order to find out that I don't really like any of those
1: and yeah, that i I'm looking seriously. for something
0: for something new and different um but it's just so funny how like it, you know Jasmine from a year and a half ago, like you may have felt lost and then you arrived at where you are now and you're like, I feel a little less lost, but now I feel lost in a different way but I guess it's like we're always gonna feel a little bit lost and honestly I think we should see that as an opportunity rather Mm. than a negative thing
1: yeah no I, I mean I completely agree I definitely yeah it's a weird sense of and I think it's just because it's so transitional for me right now like I just yeah I just feel like I've I've finally started to scratch at like okay maybe this is what I'm like supposed to be doing uh, maybe, maybe this is like my true voice and this is, and this is me. Like this feels like it, this feels like it, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, but it also feels like a fresh start. Like in, in, in some way or form, it feels like I'm starting at zero again. Like Mm -hmm. I know I'm not because I just went through like, you know, same thing that you're talking about. I did this type of videography and this and this and this, and I thought that I was going to do this and I tried this. And so I'm not technically starting at zero because I've been doing this for for a few years now, and I've gone through many different iterations of, of who I am. Um, but now that I feel like I've come into some sort of like, okay, I feel like I'm being my truest self in this era of my life, but it feels like that is just starting, um, which makes me feel like I am all of a sudden, back at square one you know like because i'm like oh maybe this is where i It, it almost feels like starting a new career like that's kind of what i'm that's what i feel like right now i think maybe that's why i feel like i'm back at square one because it's like imagine you just you're a chef and you quit your you quit your chef job to be like you know an actor like that that just that's kind of in a weird sense it's not it's not that drastic logically, but it feels kind of drastic in my head where I'm like, oh, okay, I feel like I'm starting a new chapter of my career and my life in general. And so yeah. it, it, it's giving me an, a different sense of like, okay, I feel like I'm starting at, you know, ground zero in this next chapter. I think yeah. that's how I would best describe it. Um, and so I'm feeling a little uneasy, like, despite mm. the things that I've done this year and despite feeling like I am, a, am in a little bit more alignment with myself, it is so funny how that still has come with such unease and uncertainty still. Like, I feel like I'm floating in an abyss right now. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> like, oh, it's gosh. very, it's, it sounds so dramatic, but, yeah. like, I think everyone can kind of look at, you know, what I'm doing and and you know, look at, oh, a name like Fujifilm is is attached to me now in some way and be like, oh, well, she, she got it figured out. Like she's doing Mm. this and she, she made it with this company. And like, but dude, like, I'm so grateful to be where I'm at. And I worked really hard. I worked really freaking hard to get here. But again, I'm still like, I'm like, it's just a new era. And there's so much anxiety and uncertainty that has now come with this new era because I'm stepping into like a fresh zone that i like know nothing about really. And Mm. so, yeah, it's, I'm just feeling, I'm very uneasy lately. You know, it's, it's just, it's a new, it's just new. Everything's new. And I think that that's why I'm, I'm still feeling this sense of like, Oh my God. Like people think that people message me and they're like, you're killing it. You're, you're doing this, you're doing that. And I'm like, i'm terrified like yeah if only you knew <laughs> yeah like i i'm just scared like I, i'm nervous i'm anxious I'm, I'm on edge because yeah like i said it just kind of feels like i'm in a new era and starting at ground zero and that's scary it's 100 percent scary and
0: pivoting mm-hmm. like that though it feels like it's acceptable in other art forms like we mm-hmm. you know if you look at an artist's body of work for example yeah. like you can see the different mm-hmm. even over like decades the different styles and artistic exp- uh, expressions that they go through right. and um in and, and uh writers too you know mm-hmm. like you know he might be in this genre and then switch to this, this genre and then write right. short, like, uh, and write like a book of poems or essays. Like, and right. we, I feel like we readily accepted like, Oh, this is just the next iteration of this person. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like it, then there's something else for me that this person did or a, a new person, you know? So I think like we should give ourselves a little bit more grace because if you look at it, like with the analogy that I just said, like when we look back at an artist's life, like, that those changes happen in like a huge span whereas like the the evolution or the awakening right that you had like i said it's only been like like a year and i know know. that sounds crazy but like you you might very well like be just scratching the surface of what's to come
1: and that's terrifying but it is it's scary like yeah i feel like i'm in this whole new realm of like possibilities and and that in itself is like that's really cool but yeah i'm like pretty scared and like you know yeah it's just it's just all new and like yeah i just feel like now i'm just in the weird a sort of weird like changeover phase and so it's i think between that's way projects way. you mean is that what you're feeling like or between direction even... of your career yeah just between direction of my career direction of my career and direction of my life <laughs> like mm. you know uh I think it all happening it all coinciding at the same time is definitely amplifying that sense of like uneasiness, um, you know, not just because of yeah the the change in direction of my career, but you know the change in direction of of my life in general this year has been has also been pretty drastic, so I think both of them kind of like coinciding at a similar time and and happening you know all in kind of this year really has been uh just a lot it's just been my mind is just like what's happening right now (laughs) is this real life yeah yeah it feels very surreal at times for sure yeah and so the way that you know I'm a
0: very emotional like person as well and I find that my um like my personal life if there's anything going on it will affect my art and Mm -hmm. my like they'll bleed into each other
1: almost. Right. Um, yeah. And I
0: know that, and again, we, we don't have to get into it, but you did speak about this um, relatively publicly on a different podcast, but you had gone through a pretty serious breakup this year at the same time of having this amazing opportunity with Fujifilm for your, for your, your short film project, Push. Mm-hmm. Did you find that those two things affected each other?
1: Um, I mean, I definitely... Th- I mean, I definitely think so. I mean, I mean, given the fact that I had to go through a really rough emotional time, um, I, I think it just gave me more reason to like completely throw myself into push. Like I just Mm. was like, everything's on fire and it's all hell. And I don't, I'm deeply uncomfortable and emotional and just sad so you know i think it definitely gave me more fuel to the fire to like i have to find a distraction you know i i was like i'm i'm going to lose it if i have nothing to pour this energy into and quite frankly like you know i had been through a really bad breakup uh earlier in my 20s even before this one so Mm. and i didn't handle that one well like, I, I, yeah. I was I w- I was coping very poorly. Uh, and I, I made a lot of, you know, very poor coping choices that I... And honestly, like, people who were close to me during that time were honestly afraid that those coping mechanisms would come back again this time around. Um, sure, And I was afraid that they would come back around this time again. And I was like, I, I can't. Like, I, I can't afford to... I can't afford to deal with this how I've dealt with it before. Like, I, I can't do that. Like, I I I need to just, like, I wasn't trying to bury everything that was happening, but I was like, I need something to do. Like, and I, and I, and it, it honestly was, you know, I guess you could call it, like, gr- it was weird timing, but also great timing for Fujifilm to ask me to do that because, i don't know without a project like that to like i i spent every waking freaking second um of that two-month period that i was working on push you know it was the same two-month period in which i had to you know deal with a really really hard relationship end um and i was dealing with a lot of emotions and feelings about myself um and uh i had to Throw myself into push like I, I I had to be out of my house like you know I couldn't bear to be in my house that's the house that I shared with my partner and we were no longer together and um, so I spent every waking second like pretty much at a coffee shop <laughs> like then I just was like I need to focus on this or I'm going to lose it this is going to consume me I'm going to lose it I'm I uh, this is very hard on me emotionally yeah. Um, and I just I'm happy that I had that outlet Uh, and so I I definitely did put a lot of you know redirected I had to try to redirect a lot of my um, just ridiculous emotional energy to uh, to just be like okay I need to do this film like I I need to do this film um, not only for myself but you know for people that are going to watch this for my relationship with fujifilm like i have this amazing opportunity that doesn't come you know that doesn't that people dream of that i dreamed of i dreamed of of this opportunity since i started and to get it i was like okay like i have to freaking do this and i want to do this and i want to tell i want to tell the story uh and it freaking sucked that it had to coincide with such a crappy time But on the flip side, you know, it was it was a way for me to pull myself away from what was happening uh, for a little bit so that I didn't completely lose myself. Um, Because, you know, when you go through something like that, it feels like your entire world just is over like that. That's what it feels like, you know, to go through a, a really tough breakup like that, like your your whole life feels like it's over um yeah and so i was like i can't like i can't just stop doing things like i can't just stop you know the world is going to keep turning like like i i can't just stop and so i i yeah i had to freaking throw my whole (laughs) my whole freaking self uh into making it and i think that you know it definitely helped in a way it helped me put more effort into it i guess but it on the flip side, it also made it much harder because um, yeah. it, it was a, pr- you know, it was it was a process that I uh, it was a process that I really wanted to be able to share with um, that special person in my life that uh, that had been there since the beginning of my career. Um, you know, she had been there since the beginning of my career and, and for me to have to make that film um, alone uh, was very very hard uh so yeah it just was like yeah i definitely think that i am the, the that, that type of person that like my my personal hardships in life definitely leak into my art um you know what i was going through didn't directly leak into push because push was about something completely different sure. but uh i am somebody who yeah definitely i i'm freaking emotional you know i've uh I've always lived in my head. I've always I've always been you know, I've always been very expressive of my emotions like through yeah. through my art. It it it's funny because it, it it hasn't come out as much yet in my films. Um I w- I am a I'm also a musician, so a lot of the time uh my a lot of the time my personal hardships and emotions would come out when I wrote music. Um, yeah. but I've been trying I've been trying more so to, uh, you know, put, put express more of my, you know, emotions and, and what I've been feeling in my life in my 20s. I'm trying to really put that uh, now more into my filmmaking work because I've been trying to, like, realize that, hey, like, I can still make personal projects and make them a part of my career as well. Um, so, yeah, just kind of trying to mesh trying to mesh who i really am like yeah i'm i will freaking admit it i'm just a very very emo girl you know like i just am like i i feel a lot i feel and i feel very intensely and i think that 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 helps me be super passionate and super energetic about what i want to do and that helps me in my filmmaking because i'm like yeah i want to make this this and like think about this differently and like let's put our feelings into this you know like i'm very much that type of person Um, but it can also be very hard because as someone who is very emotional and, and I feel intensely, like it it makes this journey as a filmmaker, like it makes it very difficult because there's a lot of people out there that are very business minded that are able to separate emotions from business and emotions from this and that and that. And like, it's hard for me to do that, you know? Um, Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it is definitely, it's definitely a whole, a whole lot, but I'm happy that I had the project to throw myself into while it was very um mentally and emotionally jarring to to go from the highs of like oh i finished my script or oh i finished my storyboard now we're gonna film it oh we've filmed it and now it's edited you know like there's so many peaks and highs from that process um but there were just they were just followed by so many intense lows because i would just I would do these things and then I would come home and be like, my personal life is still in pieces. It is still completely shattered. And and that was, uh, that was so hard because I was like, it was like one second, it was like, I'm supposed to be, you know, celebrating and happy and proud of myself. And I am proud of myself. But then I would come home to nothing, to a space that was, very hard for both of us to live in um and it was just sucked like it just it was like very emotional peak high you know to uh coming home and crying just yeah. just tears just a lot a lot of them uh so yeah i mean i will always remember this short film uh not only because it was my first but because of yeah it just and how it happened and, and how it got done and how it got finished and at the end of the day I am very proud of myself for finishing it and writing it and, and doing it um do I wish that it had to happen that way no I I, I wish that I'd, I didn't have to experience it that way but it, that's how I experienced it and and I will you know it's uh it's just a part of my filmmaking journey now and um yeah and it's a part of my life journey as well and yeah it 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 will it's yeah it's just a a whole lot so yeah yeah, it's 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 crazy it's very crazy that's why i feel so like mentally strange this year because i'm like dude there's just the the whiplash i've experienced this year is i'm like this has gotta have done some permanent damage to my brain cells because i'm just like yeah it's yeah. just you feel i feel like i'm just on some surreal planet mm. like i'm just like what the f-? i look back and i'm like what even happened this year i'm like yeah. i did this and then this sucked and then i did this and then this was trash like i'm t- just so much whiplash and back and forth that it, you know i'm just like whoa and, you know and so that coinciding with you know because i went through that i also had to take a very hard look at myself um and i think through that that also is going to leak into my career and my filmmaking like me just going on this like having to go through this journey of like you know our relationship is incredibly impactful on your life you know yeah. as a person as a human as as and so you know i you know i have always been someone who's like tr- constantly changing and trying to figure out themselves obviously when you go through a relationship end, that that um that's like a catalyst for like really rapid oh, yeah. and extreme versions of like holy crap like i have to i have to hit the ground running now on growth i have no option like i yeah i'm I'm sinking I'm drowning and I have to figure out how to how to not you know and like so yeah I, I've been changing a lot and growing a lot but it, it has had to be like all of a sudden well shit like you really got to grow now and you really have to prove to yourself that you can change things that you can improve yourself as a human that you can improve yourself as uh, you know a partner like uh, someone who can you know just everything it just was so it just was yeah i've had to it's just been a year of having to take a look at myself and be with myself and be like you know what what how can i just try to be a better human and and you know but at the same time trying not to like spiral into an abyss of like yeah everything is crap and i can't do anything right and i can't do this and i can't do that and i blah 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 blah. like and there's plenty of days that i had this year that were like that you know i was like i'm never gonna make it as you know a director i'm not i can't do this career like i can't do like you know I, i don't have any jobs lined up right now or just so much anxiety and then on the personal side it's like oh my god like i i failed i'm a failure like i you know, all those negative thoughts, just like coming into your mind and your space. And it's like, it's just, it affects a lot, but I have definitely have had to just like, yeah, just to take a really, really rapid, um, growth time. And it has definitely impacted my career. Um, it's impacted my art. It's impacted the things that I want to do. It's impacted how I view life and how I relate yeah. to people even, you know, coming out of something like that. Uh, yeah, it really makes you look at yourself and be like, shit, like, okay, okay, like, here are the things that I I need to get better at or here are the things that, you know, I, I can just improve in the future. And um, yeah, it's shitty looking at yourself in the mirror and, and like really being like who am i as a person who am i in my career who am i what have what can i do better where did i mess up and how can i just like it's so crappy it's so hard you know you have to look at yourself with like a critical eye and it's very easy to get carried away with that critical eye and then you just drown yourself in like self-doubt and and all these all this negative thinking patterns it's very very easy to do that um so it's been a whole battle this year of, like, okay, Jasmine, like, chill out. Like, you're not, you know, you are you can't just keep telling yourself that you're a failure. You're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do that. Like, you know, I can't feed myself that that narrative or else I'm going to just, that's just going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, yeah. I can't. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just been uh, a lot of, a lot of a lot of just it's a healing. We're healing folks. Yeah, we're we're we are. trying. We're healing. We're we're trying to we're trying to just get better and you know, take everything that we've learned and I'm I'm you know, I'm twenty eight now and uh you know the last time that this happened to me, a really big you know a really big breakup, like I, I was twenty two, uh twenty one or twenty two and that that was that was just not good. I did not I did not handle it well um and so i'm i'm now at age 28 uh you know something big like this happening again it's uh i i'm definitely proud of myself for how i've tried to handle it um and cope with it and move forward instead of like taking 20 million steps backwards yeah um which i could have done uh but yeah it it, it was a whole process and uh it's definitely everything intertwines and everything affects everything and i'm just happy that i i'm i was able to yeah i've had to be more alone with myself be more alone with my thoughts journal more write more i have obviously very heightened feelings now so a lot of writing has taken place and and it's leaking into my work you know i I really want to make work that i'm i'm not a perfect person and i'm a I'm someone who wants to pull back the curtain a little bit, you know, like, dude, I'm freaking struggling. Like you can think all you want, but I, I, you know, I'm struggling too. I'm not having a great time some days at all. Like despite, you know, but, but I also don't want to discount, you know, the days where I do put in all the hard work to, you know, okay, I made it, I made a damn film. That's something to be very proud of and very accomplished. And I'm happy that I did it. And I'm really, really glad that I, through with it um and I want to continue to do that like I just want to keep making like better films and really try to put my whole self into them uh because yeah I just I just don't want to yeah I don't want to I just don't want to be the fake person I don't know but then you know it's like I don't know, it's just so weird. I just you, I'm just in I'm just such a weird space. I like don't even know no, how to explain I, it. Yeah. I,
0: it's funny. I feel like I'm going to title this episode. It's a lot. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. <laughs>
1: it's just a lot. It, it's and it's just been a lot. Yeah. You
0: you and I, I think we we experience our emotions very similar similarly in that
1: mm-hmm.
0: we acknowledge the complexity of our emotions, which is fucking exhausting. We it are very is. self-reflective, which it's like every day it's like okay here's what the good that take the good with the bad and the here's yeah. what the and it's like i'm tired I, bro there there are days when i'm just like i just wish like there was just a switch where i can mm. shut it all off like the good the bad like the constant evaluation of my life the constant evaluation yes. of my emotions it's one of my biggest strengths but it sometimes like feels so self sabotaging because yes. like you live oh in god. your head
1: my god you're you're speaking to me here like seriously <laughs> it's like it's yeah. so weird because sometimes I feel like I'm so self-reflective and self-evaluating but then I there's times when I'm like why do I feel like I just am am not like I'm lying to myself or I'm creating false version versions of myself because I'm over analyzing everything yes. that I've ever done and over analyzing everything yeah. that I am and I'm like can I even trust myself? Like, who am I? Who am I? I'm feeling feeling this on one day, but then this on the other day. And then there's there's days where I spiral and I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm not this, I'm not that. And I I have, I think about mistakes that I made years ago and I still, and I still like, I just think about them repetitively and beat myself up over them. And I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Why did I do that? Like, and I'm like, and then the next day I'm like, okay, Jasmine, just shut the like just shut up like yeah. like that's not helping at all
0: yeah. but it's like it's, you're able to like therapize yourself out of it eventually yeah, it's eventually
1: like, yeah no it's 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 it's, it's exhausting, exhausting. <laughs> I'm, I'm, i am literally just so tired of myself most of the time and like yeah i think i i think i like exactly what you're saying i think i evaluate myself to almost a fault and to a self-sabotaging way and it is so weird how that can happen but i feel like it definitely has happened in my life or yeah i just i evaluate i evaluate too too much to the point where i just like i, cr- I crumble I'm, I'm tired i i it's it's just yeah it's it's a it's a whole lot but i i know what you're talking about It's a, again again with the it's just a, it's lot, a lot guys yeah but yeah it's 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 crazy yeah i, I have to definitely check myself with like okay am i just i need to stop overanalyzing everything that i've ever done and realize that like i can't change anything like what i did at 22 23 24 25 like 26 you know i can't i i can't change any of that so like what am i you know like i i i gotta just like yes i have to be self-aware of like who i am but i also can't overthink and overanalyze to the point of self-destruction which is like what i end up doing half the time yeah yeah um so yeah yeah, it's it's been definitely a a weird yeah i love how this podcast has just gone in like (laughs) so many different directions but i love it no i love i love talking about it's 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 fun i love talking about it but it it affects everything it affects it affects everything you know work career
0: Absolutely. And I think and we could literally go in another hour I mean, just uh, about something else, but I am gonna bring it back to your film work. <laughs> so I wanna yes. hear about that too. Um but so I actually before we get into push, um or maybe coincide so all right. If you you could pick which question you want to answer. Yeah. Why is um why did you feel the story of push, like the story within that film needed to be told?
1: Um, I feel like it needed to be told because, well, the film is about myself, um, and my journey with skateboarding. Mm -hmm. Um, and and the film is essentially about how when I was younger, I was very obsessed with skateboarding. Um, but then as I got a little older, I, I quit. I like just completely dropped skateboarding in order to fit in with everyone else around me. Um, so that's what the film is about. And I feel like it needed to be told because mostly because of reminder to myself because of like, you know, it's very reflective of even of even now. It's like, you know, I the film essentially has the message of like just embracing who you are and not trying to be somebody that you're not uh, just to just to fit in and blend in with everyone else. That's kind of the message that the film has and that i wanted to bring across and i thought it was very important because while the film is about me and skateboarding Mm -hmm. um the film really isn't about skateboarding the film is truly about embracing who you are and and being proud to like the things that you like do the things that you want to do dress however you want like it's about it's about accepting those parts of yourself and being like fuck like I don't know if I can square swear on here. Yeah, but yeah. um but yeah, just kind of being like, fuck it. Like, why am I why am I trying to be somebody that I'm not? You know? So that's essentially what the message is. And yeah, I just I feel like that's important. It's such a corny it's in retrospect, it's such like a corny message, like be yourself, whatever. But like it's still something that people just don't they're too afraid to do things that they that yeah. they like to do because And that's, that's kind of what it was for me. Like I was too afraid. Like I loved skateboarding, loved it when I was a kid, was obsessed. Like everyone can tell you that I was literally like eat, breathe, sleep skateboarding (laughs) when I was, when I was a kid. Yeah. But then I grew up and I was like, this isn't cool. Like girls don't do this. This isn't cool. Like, you know, nobody was like, I was looking for validation from others. Nobody was telling me, oh my God, Jasmine's so cool for skateboarding, you know? And so I literally just dropped it. I was mm. like this shit this doesn't make me cool like and that and I hate that I did that as a kid and I, but there I know that there's plenty of stories that other people have that they can kind of relate where they're like oh yeah I actually have always really wanted to do this but I've been too afraid to do this or I feel like I can't do this because I'm not so and so type of person and I hear that a lot about skateboarding in general people are like yeah. oh I've always wanted to learn how to skateboard but like skate parks are so intimidating and it seems like it's you know it's just a sport for like for for boys for like teenage boys that's kind of the message and I just feel like it's important on many aspects because yeah I just want people to feel comfortable doing just doing what the hell they want to do and like I also want like especially because of my identity like a, 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 a woman, a woman who's skating um, I want other like I want the film to be able to be watched by like maybe other younger girls and be like oh okay like i can do that like i can go to the skate park and just skate like who cares like yeah because it is intimidating but you know for younger women but even for women who are older like so many like women that i meet or or even doesn't have to be a woman like it's just older people that i meet that are like damn i've always wanted to skateboard but like i'm too old for that or like i'm too this to skateboard and i'm like why who cares just buy a skateboard and skate like why does it matter like yeah you know um and that goes for like everything else in life like i feel like people always have that excuse of like i've always wanted to play the guitar i've always wanted to play the drums i've always wanted to i've always wanted to like learn how to bake or do this but like i'm afraid that people will judge me and it's like dude like just honestly who ca who cares like mm. it's very easy to get sucked into you know what people think and i don't blame i don't blame people like it's it's hard to not care about what people think but yeah i don't know it's just yeah
0: the fear of judgment from others has largely dictated most of my life
1: yes um
0: and to the point where i felt like i really didn't start living until my 20s which is crazy i didn't like i wanted to the the it's funny because i you know um, over this past year, I cut my hair. Like, I literally cut it
1: all off. Which, by the way, looks fire as Thank fuck, you. I will say. I'm like, you rocking the little curls up there. What? And I, like, the, and it's crazy to me. Like, I
0: feel so much more like myself now. Uh-huh. And, like, I just, it, it's just crazy that I never, I hate, I didn't, I didn't take care of my long curly hair. I was always, I always just put it up right. in a bun. I didn't love it.
1: Right. And the fact
0: that, like. At this point, as at, at almost twenty six years old, I'm finally learning to love what I look like because I decided to make a decision, um, despite what other people might say. And don't get me exactly. wrong; people have like, you know, there's been some some comments that I was like, "Oh, that's why I didn't want to do this." But yeah, it's like, you know, and and that's just something like as as I don't know. I guess like self identifying as like hair. But like the sport you play, the hobbies you pick up, the mm-hmm. the the things that are designed to bring you joy, it's just so easy for that to get taken away, literally robbed from you by yeah. other people who sometimes like I was not only worried about the people in my like in my circle in my life and my family about what they would think about, you know, multiple mm-hmm. things, but about complete strangers. Why yeah. am I letting complete strangers dictate? you know, me, my self-image or me feeling better about myself, you know?
1: Yeah. it's, and it's, and it's wild. And it's, yeah. And that, that happens so much on so many levels to everybody. And that's, that's, that's really what I wanted the film message to, to help people, like, just remind them. Cause everyone knows that that's true. Like, yeah, just who gives a shit? Like, just, just stop caring and, and be, it's easier said than done, but that's sure. why I feel like people as corny as the message is like be yourself like it's like we still need that reminder every day because we continue to do exactly that is like let ourselves be robbed of experiences or hobbies or even appearance things that maybe we just want to try and do but we're too scared about what this person thinks what that person thinks and it's like well dude if it's gonna make you happy like why why are you letting other people rob that of you you know yeah um, and it,
0: it goes back to the the power of of storytelling and seeing that visual representation because exactly. you know, you telling your story is going to resonate with people who have felt the same but also people mm-hmm. who are um who weren't even like kids who weren't even yet aware that that fear might get introduced and being mm-hmm. proactive about it. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like exactly. kids when you're, when you're young, you're so free spirited. Like you don't right. give a fuck about the world and you're just like, I'm a skater. I'm going to do this. And that's, that yeah. brought you so much joy for so many years. Right. And then at some point in your life, you society or something you, it was instilled into you that this isn't cool or this equates to this and, and you right. abandoned it. And like, like, showing kids proactively that like hey you're going to encounter resistance and mm-hmm. no matter what like keep pushing through but it's also like kind of like a a story of hope because mm-hmm. people seeing it, it's like oh yeah you can get back to this like yeah you know. like you
1: can and it's like yeah and I, I easily could you know I could say to myself like hey like you know why am I skating like I'm 28 like you know, mm-hmm. I go to the skate... I, I still go to the skate park and it's like, yeah, I mean, there's a crap ton of, like, teenage boys there, but, like, who cares? Like, I really love skating. I love the feeling that it gives. And you know what? I don't have to be... I don't have to be Tony Hawk to do it. Like, if all you... If all you want to learn how to do is cruise, then who who cares? Like, you know, and that's, that's something that I have to remind myself of a lot, too, is like... Because I, I still felt very intimidated by, like, skate culture people at the skate parks, like everything, like being, you know, someone who's a, a little bit, I'm not old, but I'm older. I'm in the older bracket to be doing something like skateboarding. Um, you know, and, but it's like, well, damn, like, this is fun as hell. So like, why did I, why did I talk myself out of, out of doing it? And I, you know, it's kind of like a, yeah, exactly that. It's, it's a reminder to, you know, young people that might see it that, like keep going but it's also a reminder to people who might have abandoned things to like hey like it's okay to pick it back up again like you know Um and yeah just I just really wanted you know kind of that message to to you know to, to be hit on to just kind of like yeah I, I don't know why I abandoned skating it was very it's something that feels very authentic to myself so yeah. you know to abandon that did lead to a disconnect with myself because I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, that's that stuff still makes me so excited. So, like, yeah. when I see people skating, when I drive by skate parks, it all makes me so excited. So, I'm like, and even the skate culture and, and how people dress, even even that. Like, you're talking about appearances, too. I'm like, I'm 28. I should dress a certain way. Like, why am I why you know I shouldn't be dressing like a skater boy and it's like you know what <laughs> I don't care I don't care anymore you know what yeah. and you know what's crazy is that in my remote like you know in the last two years you know I get people telling me like oh well you know you seem so confident in yourself and you you know you you kind of have this confidence about you and it's like dude I I was not like this at all until like recently and i'm not Mm. even saying like i'm the most confident person i'm not i'm just like if i want to dress like this if i want to ride a skateboard um and i still want to be a 28 year old who runs a business and can do business meetings like i can do both like it don't matter you know like so yeah just kind of trying to make that message come through and and i think it came through in in the film which was cool so I'm happy that I yeah that I wrote that out and kind of told that story yeah I am so excited to see it um yeah I hope people like it yeah I mean
0: the the like the promo for it has been incredible and I feel like anybody that knows you like is just can tell how much of yourself is is in this Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: like that just like makes it even more exciting to see it and also like what this means again for your career in general because once you you know and i've just again just based on your social media like the even you doing this project seems to have been so well received aside from it winning some awards at some festivals and things like that right. like i just i can't imagine that the that this would be a um what am i trying to say like a discouragement to your future projects like i think you're only going to step further in that direction of like Okay, telling more of my story, being more vulnerable, like being more being more honest, taking more risks. Um, Because in the the last interview um, with your with Logan that I listened to, Mm -hmm. you had said that you don't want to be a safe filmmaker anymore. And because you also said in that interview, if you know you want to be something or or some version of yourself doing a specific thing, do that thing and cut out all the noise. Mm -hmm. And that was like I. H- held on to that quote because I was like, okay, that's I-, I love that in theory. And I'm so glad that you're um, really starting to step into that. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering how you would suggest people, you know, who can't go full throttle into their dreams necessarily, like, what's the baby steps version of that, of being the, you know, stepping away from being the safe filmmaker or, yeah. you know, cutting out all the noise?
1: Yeah, honestly, that's a great question because I'm definitely not, it's funny because I'm, I'm definitely someone who like doesn't take baby steps is the funny thing. like Full
0: jump in, both feet just, into the I deep am, end. <laughs> I,
1: yep. I am, uh, yeah, it's funny that you asked that because I, I wish I knew what the baby steps were because I am somebody who just like, like all of a sudden I realized just things aren't i'm like things aren't things aren't feeling right like yeah i need to just i need to just jump in like and i kind of i kind of do it that way but honestly like i don't know just just kind of to feeling like you don't want to be i don't know like maybe i mean a baby step honestly for me would would probably just be honestly just spending more time uh being aware of what you love Mm-hmm. Um, and, and reflecting on what you truly love, because like we said earlier, it's very, very easy to get lost, um, in your career, in your, in your, the things that you do for money. Um, it's very easy to lose sight of what do I actually love? Maybe I can't make a ton of money from that right now, Yeah. but what are things I can do that can, can feed that? just even a little bit to like keep the, keep the flame there. Cause you know, it's very easy to just have that, that spark will die. And then things will happen like me quitting skateboarding or my friends telling me that they have no time to do a passion project and they're burnt out. Um, Or people telling me that they, that they feel lost or people telling me that, you know, all I've been doing is working and and nothing I'm doing feels like it has any purpose. And, And that's, that's what happens. I think when you don't feed like, nurture yourself, um, and nurture the things that make you happy, and maybe that's just, like, just sit, sit down, sit the fuck down, (laughs) and just, like, and really just ask yourself, like, okay, well, like, what are, what are some things that I like to do just for fun, like, just something that makes me happy, and, like, how can I feed more of that, um, you know, or even just, like, I don't know, like, I mean, I would, I would swing the question, back to you as well like what what were the baby steps that that you had to take to be able to do something like cut your hair like you know to that's interesting you know like what what prompted you to all of a sudden be like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna cut my hair like
0: yeah it's it's funny you say that because i think it it, it's always it's one of those things like it's always been a thought in the back of my head Mm -hmm. and i think it's a mixture of it's like the perfect storm of like circumstances and 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 like opportunity um but also just like their, as far as like taking a self-audit right like sitting down like oh like am i really happy or whatever i noticed that like constantly when i would do that self-audit which you know for people like you and i is like every fucking minute of every, every day f- every five minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like um you know like it, okay like I, I put on jewelry i put on this nice clothes like why am i still not feeling confident like And, Mm -hmm. and it's crazy to me that like, it just, I tied it back to my hair, but I didn't quite know like what could make me feel better about it. So then I started doing some research and I had like all these Pinterest boards of like, just like different curly haircuts and all this stuff. And then I would very much go through the motions of like pinning up my hair in a way that it looked like I didn't have Mm -hmm. long hair and then just trying to like picture myself in it. And then, um, you know, just honestly just having the balls to be like. I'm going to make an appointment. I'm planning mm-hmm. to go in for my regular haircut and I'm going to run it by my hairdresser. And she was like a hundred percent in. And, and she ended mm-hmm. up like, you know, giving me more ideas about like, Oh, let's do highlights. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And I just, once I did it, I, I didn't look back and you know, it's a little bit different in something like your career. Cause my hair, it's like, okay, if, if, Truth be told, if I, if I hate it, I can put a hat on, I can put a hair wrap Mm -hmm. in, I can grow it out with something like, you know, stepping further into my business or things like that. Mm -hmm. It was more like, okay, how do I, I give myself enough of a safety net where this Mm -hmm. will be a fulfilling opportunity? Because the way my anxiety works is like, if I don't have a backup plan, if I don't have a, like if there's so much pressure riding on this thing like it'll suck all the fun out of it
1: for me (laughs) yeah yeah
0: like if i can't like the the fact that (laughs) fujifilm asked you to work i would have like truthfully been shitting my pants like the whole time like i can't even fathom how much pressure i would have felt (laughs) for an opportunity like that like I i commend you and i'm so proud of you and i like
1: no yeah i i um I think it depends on the type of person that you are too. Like, you know, I think Mm. that there's people who work really well under high pressure. And I think that I am one of those people that the higher the stakes, it's like, yes, it is very overwhelming and anxiety inducing. And I definitely feel the pressure. Um, But I also feel like for me, that's what makes me perform um, is that pressure and those deadlines and those like... Mm you know, there's, there's a lot riding on this and yeah, truth be told, I'm, I wish I was someone who had more of a backup plan with stuff. Um, but I am someone who definitely operates a little bit more, um, on my feet and, and like, I, I'm definitely somebody who, if things arise, I, I can problem solve and, and, and think on my feet enough where I feel so, I'm very stressed, but I get it done and I feel, I feel okay. You know? And, um, you know, it's not to say that I never have a black, a backup plan with stuff and that I always just like whatever, but I I do tend to be the person that, you know, with my personality type, I just kind of like end up going for it. That's kind of what I did in the beginning of my career too. You know, people always ask me, um, how do you like, you know, become freelance or you have a full-time job and how do you become freelance? Like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I can't even help you with that advice because I just quit my job. Yeah. Like I had no, I I just quit my job and I just did it. Um, and I'm, that's not the, that's not the way for everybody. Um, and I think with something like this, like with trying to ease yourself into like, how do I be less of a safe filmmaker? How do I embrace more of myself? How do I chase uh, a passion project? Uh, you know, they're not easy tasks at all and i think that um while you can do some kind of baby step easing into it it is i think the first time you try to step out of your comfort zone and do a passion project like that even if it's a small one if it's something new that you're doing you're always going to be scared shitless and it is not going to be comfortable no matter how much you prepare yourself no matter how much you have a backup plan um it is always going to come with a lot of anxiety and a lot of doubt and a lot of like i don't know what i'm doing and this feels new um but i think that's what's so beautiful about it is that you get the chance to learn um and i think that it's something that You know a lot of people just say you know it's like i can't i can't i don't have time i can't i can't i can't afford to do that right now and it's like it's never gonna happen and 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 unfortunately like i I said this to someone the other day i was uh that i was like it's like going to the gym like being creative and following being creative in general following your your passion in general it's 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 like going to the gym like we we often don't want to do it it's i mean at least i don't i I don't love going to the gym it's a struggle to get there i drag my feet doing it but it's like you kind of have to kick yourself in the ass and just be like okay i can't keep making this excuse i gotta go to the gym today and just get on the get just let me just run a mile like something you know and so that that baby thing can be something but it's still gonna be a massive wall to try to even get up and do it
0: i love that analogy because for the longest time my problem was i would ideate so much i would buy all of the gym equipment right i would purchase the membership i would literally Mm -hmm. jasmine to the point where (laughs) i would sit in my bed and watch like i would join a workout app right I would right. watch the routine for the next day. I would walk myself through it. I would visualize myself through it. And then when my alarm went off the next day, I'd be like, no, nah, not for me. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, but I did, but I did something. I'm moving towards my goal. You're not. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. It requires action. And, and when it, the biggest turning point in my life was when I realized that ideating is one part of it, but without execution, it doesn't mean anything. And you're not going to amount to anything yeah, in regards to nothing. getting closer to that goal.
1: Exactly. So I, I think that's, that's the thing. Like, cause like, I think the baby step would be like, okay, if you want to do something like make a little 30 second short film, mm-hmm. you know, m- maybe the, m- the baby step isn't, is, isn't what you're saying. Ideating about it. That's all we f- can do. We yeah. think of this idea and we're like, oh, I have this idea. I want to do it. I have this idea. I want to do it. Have you, have you got, have you gone in and written it down? Have you started with that? You know, just, just write a story from beginning to end just open up open something up write a story from beginning to end okay the next day maybe break that down into scenes for your short film you know and then you you then you got to get past the next hurdle of like okay i went from ideating to i actually planned something out great you got past another hard part but then there's a second hard part schedule the shoot date and shoot that shoot that shit you know, yeah. like, yeah. and that is something that I struggle with too. And I feel like something that's helped me is if you are someone who ideates, ideates, ideates and doesn't execute. I've found it incredibly helpful to link myself and become really good friends with people that have different strengths than me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and one of my friends, Ian, who is also a, he DP'd my short film um, and he's an incredible uh, filmmaker. Um, so he is... He's very um, he's very execution driven. Like yeah. he's like, let's get it on the schedule. Let's let's and and that is something that I needed in my life because I would I would run off with all these ideas. I have my freaking millenote thing Mil-a-note. With, like 50, with like fifteen <laughs> different short <laughs> film ideas, and yeah. I and I am someone who I get stuck in that too. I I think I've gotten past the hur- I've gotten past the hurdle of. I don't just keep these ideas in my head anymore. I actually do. I think I've gotten past the hurdle of keeping them in my head. And now I've gotten a lot of practice planning them out, which has been very, very fun, new thing for me to do. So now I'm very good at planning them out, but I'm still trying to get over that hurdle of like being good at like, let's get this shoot um, logistically figured out. We got to get us. We got to get a shoot date. We got to get something on the schedule. And I think... When you start to do stuff like that, that's when it is helpful to rely on people close to you um, or somebody who has a different skill set than you. That's why like big film sets have producers, you know, because you know you need people like that around you to. If you're someone who gets stuck in an anxiety loop and can't execute, you need someone around you who will execute and who will push you to execute. Same thing like going to the gym and getting a trainer. Yeah. People get trainers because all of a sudden now there's pressure to somebody in your ear, be here at this time, we're gonna do this workout. And you can't there's accountability. Yeah. It's accountability. And the same thing goes with being a filmmaker and I think people just think that all of a sudden they're gonna be like really good at like ideating, planning and executing. And it's like, no. It's it's like a damn gym routine. You gotta just be like, Fuck, I don't wanna do this, but I'm gonna force myself to sit in a coffee shop take that idea that's been floating around in my head concretely write it down it is incredibly hard to do just that and I and it it took me like two weeks to do that for push and I think another reason I was able to do that in two weeks is because I had someone on the phone from Fujifilm being like hey I need your pitch in two weeks you know and so that accountability and 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 now since I've done that once my other films that I've planned out in the past couple months, I've been able to be like, okay, I have an idea I'm really excited about. Let's get into writing that down. Let's get into planning that. Um, And then, yeah, trying to get over this next hurdle of like, oh God, I got to like get myself to execute. And that's why it's really amazing having, you know, friendships, friends with, with people who, who Ian, you know, Ian has become my, one of my best friends here in Austin. And, and 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 I'm very lucky that he is a, action oriented person because he can like you know I'm coming with all these creative ideas and he's like all right he's like I booked the date I booked the studio I booked the location I we're getting equipment and I'm like you know I'm like it's happening it's happening yeah I gotta <laughs> I gotta step up to the plate and execute it now and so yeah. it's it is it is hard but I would consider you know kind of there is baby steps and there's not baby steps you know mm-hmm. there there is the baby steps that you can like Okay, maybe I start with plant with writing something out, you know, and then maybe I start with you know, okay, now I'm going to now I'm going to plan I'm going to plan the shoot date. Okay, you know, like there there are those baby steps, but it's it's always going to be a mental struggle of like oh, this is like a lot and I almost t- I almost want to talk myself out of doing it because
0: yeah. it's a
1: lot. Just like you talk yourself, you know, just like when your alarm goes off for your morning run and you're like, nope. I'm actually choosing to not do that today. Yeah. Every day. It's like every damn day. And it's like, (laughs) and I've realized that I'm like, I can't, I can't keep doing that. If I really want to beef up, if I really want to show people what I can make, if I really want to beef up my portfolio, if I really want to continue to make films in the way that I want, a film ain't going to happen if I don't get my ass out of my head and put it on paper and then, you know, get a shoot date and, and do all of these things that are are very, very hard. And I think we really got to let go of the notion that it is easy, you know, to, because, you know, people are like, well, it's my passion. I love filmmaking. I want to tell stories. And, and we think that it'll just, because we love it, it'll be easy. And it's like not it's still not easy and I think when we relinquish that idea that like creativity is something that's just gonna flow out like a freaking fountain like it's yeah. it's it's not sometimes you have to force yourself to sit down and take action or else or else it's not that that film's not gonna get made you know yeah that's that, that video yeah it's just it's hard as hell it is if if we're sticking with
0: the gym analogy, there's this <laughs> quote I saw and I don't know who I heard it from. Um, Alex Hermosi I'm sure some some type like that, um, who is he said something like it's um, like choose your hard. It's hard yeah. being, you know, the 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 out of shape, the unfit person. But it's mm-hmm. also hard being the person who gets up every day and goes to the gym. Both are hard. Choose your hard can 100 yeah. percent be right. translated to film.
1: Yeah, and it sucks that everything is so hard because I wish it wasn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I in my it's head, it's just I'm a like, lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, why does it all have to be so hard? But it, it is very fun still. It's not to say that this process of creating a film and executing it is not fun because once you get to it and once you finish it, you're like, that was actually like, yes, it was stressful, but like that was a good time. I feel really good now. You know, like yeah, and so. It's just about getting over that 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 fear. it's 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 very much there's it's 50%, yeah, like forcing yourself to do it. and um yeah, just just getting it on getting it on paper and getting it on the calendar. That's those are two things you got to do. get that ish on paper. get it on the calendar and I love just it. get it done. What gets,
0: what gets scheduled gets
1: done is what I've heard. So. Yeah, I've heard that, too, from all, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, that is fact, factual, factual. But, yeah, right. I struggle with that part. I struggle with the getting it scheduled part still. Yeah. So, well,
0: you know. I am so excited to see what you uh, – well, first of all, I'm excited to see Push because I haven't yet. <laughs> but, I know.
1: Yeah, I got to – yeah, I got to it, – it's – yeah, it's going to come out soon. It's just still running its festival course and, and – um, Yeah. I, yeah, I, I really, I need to figure that those details out for sure. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm just like, oh, it needs to be released already. To me, it's like old news at this point. I'm like, right. it's old well, I was going to say, uh,
0: you're already onto your next thing, I'm sure, or your next couple of things. Yeah, and like, like
1: I, In my head, I'm like, I look at that film and I'm like, I already know, like, there's so many things that just could have been so much better about it. Right. Like, I don't think it's my most like cinematically gorgeous piece I've ever made. I don't um but i think that at least it has a i think it still holds a strong message um i'm really proud that i did it yeah but yeah i just i've already i'm already at the point where i'm like damn this film old news to me like i i, I feel like i could have done it much better but that's gonna be the constant that's gonna be the constant like uh, circle of being an artist yes. and put it, putting something <laughs> out and then the next day you're like okay i'm over it i don't even like it anymore you know that's just we do that to ourselves all the time you know so absolutely but, I'm you know, so, i am so i can't wait to show it yeah
0: yeah i'm excited about that one i can't wait to see what you do next where can the people find you
1: yeah the, the people can find me um on instagram i am jasmine j-a-s-m-i-n-e underscore q um and then on I'm, on I'm on youtube too now i'm trying to do some youtube videos so i'm on youtube um i believe i am jasmine quinones on youtube Uh, i like have a tiktok but i don't really post on tiktok i need to be better Mm -hmm. at that my tiktok is jq made it um and that's honestly that's honestly it my website is jasminequinones.com um i do have a website for my short film it's push short film i'm pretty sure
0: you want to check that one
1: too (laughs) let me let me just let me do a little checkity check real quick love that
0: well i also saw that you um were teaching some some courses and kind of stepping more into like the mentoring workshopping space how has
1: that been going uh it's very scary uh because again i'm someone who still feels like i am not only do I feel like I'm starting at ground zero in this new era, but mm-hmm. I'm just constantly learning stuff. So like it's, you know, you get that imposter syndrome of like, I don't feel like I'm someone to be like teaching nothing, but you know, but going through having done some workshops and, and teaching, I just taught a couple classes um, at precision camera here in Austin and they were actually really well received. And so I was very excited because, you know, I don't, you know, I don't claim to, to be, you know, I'm not, i'm still learning i'm still on my journey i still don't know like a ton of stuff and so it feels very weird to be in a position of like mentoring or like having a workshop or having a class that feels very strange to me but it's honestly been really amazing because you know obviously i do know more than i did six years ago when i started so obviously like for someone who is who is starting or someone who's a little bit um, earlier in their journey than I am right now like obviously people will find some stuff that I have to say helpful and I'm very very happy to share anything that I've learned anything that I'm currently learning I'm very very happy to share that with people because I'm like hey this is what I wanted when I was like starting out like I wanted this knowledge I, I and I and obviously and I still want it now like I'm still learning from other people I'm still you know so it's it's very it's very um it's a really cool experience to do that and i definitely want to do more of it and that's kind of why i want to get a little bit more onto my youtube too because i want to just share stuff that i've learned and kind of share hey well this is how i did this um yeah if you want to take if you want to take anything away from it you know feel free if not that's fine too this is just my experience and this is how i accomplished so and so thing um and so i feel like that's really cool and The more I do it it also helps me think a little bit more deeply about filmmaking and it's very helpful to for me to um, for me to come up with a class and explain a concept you kind of when you're forced to explain a concept you also are kind of learning a bit yourself because I'm like oh like why do I do this or why does this work Um, why did I edit this this way or why did this video do well like yeah. it forces it forces me to think about stuff deeper deeper too so at the same time that i'm trying to explain things i'm also learning because i'm like oh i'm like now that i've explained it like i actually understand it better myself now too like yeah i so it, it's very cool yeah
0: yeah i love that because i i do some um like editing uh like workshops or like just like share and learn type mm-hmm. things like lunch and learn type things with yeah. other editors and um you know, I'll I'll put out it and they're like, oh my God, you have to show me how you did it. And I'll be walking through and sometimes they'll be like, why did you do this this way when you could have done this? And I'm like, well, you just taught me something because I didn't know I could have shaved an hour off of my editing time (laughs) because I wish I knew that shortcut kind of thing. So not only do you learn as you try to explain it to others, but like that feedback or those like prompting questions from others who are more experienced than you as experienced than you or less experienced than you will help you again, continue to learn more and and continue
1: to refine your, your process as well. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, yeah, it's super fun. I definitely was like super nervous to do it. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm giving this presentation and I'm like choking on my words because I'm nervous about it, but it's cool. And like, I know that the more I do it, you know, the better I'll get at it. And again, I, I love like, it's just a really fun, fulfilling way to connect with people is to like watch their brain light up too and be like, oh my God. And I'm like, that's a really cool experience for me. Like, I love watching people like figure things out. I love hearing people ask questions. Like I just love engaging in all of that. And I think it's like really special. So yeah, I think, you know, teaching and sharing knowledge definitely has uh definitely has a future for me somewhere. I definitely enjoy doing it. So, you know, it's fun.
0: Absolutely. I'm requesting editing breakdowns of everything you've ever made because I think that's, you're such a talented editor. And if you so could just funny,
1: yeah. <laughs> walk through
0: those on your YouTube t- or a paid course. I mean, I'll throw my money at anything.
1: That really. that would be, yeah. I, <laughs> you're like, just another course. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, no, another I,
0: thing for me to sign up and only yeah. do 20% of.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I would love to do something like that. But yeah, it's like a daunting task to like, okay, now I got to explain my process. Like, that's a lot to break down, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's I, fun, and I would love to do that.
0: I am so sorry for keeping you this long, but I have one no, kind no, no, of no. hilarious question that I've been dying to know. Okay. So and we can cut this out if it's if it doesn't go the way I think it's going to go.
1: Yeah.
0: But um, so Fujifilm... Reaches out to you right and we've heard it before Mm -hmm. like gear doesn't matter Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is it like did Fujifilm actually help you uh, um, create better like how did the gear make an impact Mm -hmm. or you know are you still of the belief that like like so are you of the belief that you know gear doesn't matter or do you are you about more like having the right tools for the job and like the tools that you had that Fujifilm allowed you to use helped with your film. I'm just curious because I didn't know if it was more of like a, this is a, a paid gig brand sponsored type of thing, or this is actually like, I, I actually do use the autofocus or this actually was helpful on my project.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that there's, I definitely am someone who's like the tools, like the tools that are right for the job. I think I'm that type of person, um, which that's why for, push which was like all like it was a lot of skating and a lot of run and gun and like um there's a lot of things that have to be executed quickly yeah and so i think that it was definitely very helpful to be using a setup like i used um the xh2s because it's a camera that's designed to be run and gun you know it's a camera it's a camera that they made that is pretty much on par with like a sony a7s3 um and so it's not a cinema camera so at the level and like speed at which we had to be working and moving and filming skateboarding as well i just believe for certain instances like that it's like it doesn't make sense to use like a a crazy cinema camera with like cinema glass on it it's just like yeah you know obviously if you're doing like a crazy branding commercial for like you know um I don't know nike and it's gonna be on the you know the super bowl ad or something like okay like fine like put put you know use a freaking red or like ari alexa or something crazy like that like okay like if that's yeah it depends on the production that you're on and i think you know for my film could we have uh like if it wasn't a fujifilm sponsored film like could i have shot that on like a red and like would it have looked more like hollywood style like yes but it just like wouldn't be it wouldn't make sense. It's so funny. You want to know a story actually that's not even so it's still on the topic of gear but it's not with push. Actually me and Ian shot a basketball ad recently. I saw that. Um so that one hasn't come out yet, but so we shot a basketball ad recently and uh he actually brought his red camera because I was like, okay, this is our chance to like use the red and like do something you know i was like i want to direct a, a film and have it be shot on the red so that i can have it on my portfolio and like really be like hey this is like agency level stuff you yeah. know um so he brought his whole red set up and we get there and we're trying to figure it we we're trying to put it together and use it and it just was like bro this is this is just time consuming we were in it we were in a time we were in a time crunch we had four hours to film this and we just were like I I was the director for, it and I was like, scrap it. We're not going to use that. We got to use a DSLR, like yeah. a normal DSLR. I was like, I was like, honestly, like I wanted to shoot this on the red just to, you know, just for the, not just for the clout of like shooting yeah. on a red, but just because of like it's a different, it is a different look. You can tell yeah. when something is shot on a red versus if it's shot on a Sony A seven S three and a Fujifilm X H two S. Like mm-hmm. it's it, the, the image quality is just a little bit, it's just different. Yeah. Um, but I was like, "This doesn't make sense for the time crunch that we have. Like, it just doesn't." So, yeah, we ended That's up just so using funny. a. We ended up scrapping the red, and we were like, "I was like, fuck it, like this is taking too long." Um, so we scrapped the red and just used a, uh, another DL- DSLR camera, and um. It just it, that just was a funny instance of like you know you know gear because I still think like I pulled stills from the from that shoot, and it still looks incredible. Yeah, you know, and I still think it looks great, and it's a great, and it's gonna still stand as a great ad, um, and it didn't need to be shot on a red, you know. So on on one hand, I do think that you know, gear doesn't matter, but on you know, there are certain times where I feel like yeah, there's just certain gear that's gonna work better for you if you are shooting like a narrative film, um, and you need to use certain glass or certain something and you want to use a bigger setup like a red or a whatever more dynamic range like okay you know there's certain scenarios where like that gear works but then there's certain scenarios where like a dslr with a little fisheye lens and me running around on my skateboard that's <laughs> what that's what's, what's going to work for me so like right. you know and again like going back to push and like um even stuff with the autofocus too like yeah i think that when you're filming skateboarding uh, it's very hard to shoot skateboarding alone mm. and pull focus, um, Yeah, which is funny because I have actually filmed skateboarding with my Blackmagic 6K Pro, and that's a completely manual focus camera. And yeah. I have been the person on a skateboard who's running around on my Blackmagic <sighs> camera pulling focus <clears throat> as I'm skateboarding, and I'm telling myself in my head, I'm like, this is not practical. Like, at all to to film skating, you know, and and it's much more practical to film skating on my XH2S, which has autofocus. It just makes more sense. Um, But it's funny because I will switch it up sometimes and and use stuff that's like not like out some. I will still sometimes film skateboarding on my Black Magic just because I was like, I want to just try this out and see what it looks like, you know? Right, right, right. Um, But yeah, I think it just depends on your crew size and, and what you got. If you had someone like pulling focus for you, um on a bigger set then yeah fucking use a red camera use a use a manual focus camera or like a whatever but i'm i had a solo me and ian had to like run and gun do push so because we had to run and gun do push like that's why and and it's like i wanted to also show that you can make a short film on something like the xh2s because obviously it was it was a campaign for that camera yeah i think that this was that that i think our film was a great film to show the capabilities of a camera that of that size um that it can work you know that it works well in these scenarios in which that camera makes sense that camera makes sense to be used in that way um so i definitely think i'm a right tools for the right job kind of gal i do think gear matters to an extent right um but it doesn't by any means mean that you'll create a good piece because that is true you can own a red camera and make the crappiest thing i've ever seen in my life and you can own a smaller dslr camera and make the most amazing thing i've ever seen in my life you know so it doesn't matter can...
0: but, yeah you know. and you can buy 12 filmmaking courses and still not and be a great <laughs> And no action, and don't execute. Yeah, story of my life.
1: Yep, it's (laughs) that's the thing. But yeah, no, I definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely a. I'm a fan of Fujifilm camera though, because of some of the stuff that they included at the price point that they included it at, which is like stupid, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there are definitely aspects of certain gear and cameras that I'm like, this makes sense for what I need it for. Also, pricing wise, like this is best bang for my buck, and Fujifilm just has like great colors. I freaking just love the film. You know, I'm I'm just very work, yeah. yeah. I, I like the look, very so vintage. I I'm just biased, <laughs> and I I like you know not just because I'm associated with Fujifilm now, but genuinely because um I I picked up a Fujifilm camera because of its their uh, the way that they made their cameras with film emulations and. Uh, the XT4 that I bought had the film dials on the top. And so that's why I jumped over to Fuji because I was like, oh, this camera just has character to it. Like yeah, and I like that. Like I, I really like it. And as someone who shoots film, I really loved the film simulations that they have. I was like, no other camera company has this. Like all the other camera companies to me, like they just feel very stale. Um, I think yeah. Fuji Fujifilm, Fujifilm's a little bit of an underdog when it comes to filmmaking, but that's what I like about them and they just they just have stuff you know they're just they're just a little different and i just i like that about them they don't feel they don't feel as stale as as other like camera companies like canon and sony to me just feel a little bit like i don't know they don't have any character to them in my opinion you know yeah
0: no i'm i'm still rocking panasonic so i'm kind of with you on that like the last last picked Mm in uh, um in gym class kind of thing yeah
1: yeah yeah no i feel you on that one but yeah i fujifilm's making their way up there and i'm slowly convincing everybody that you know everyone like messages me and they're like damn you're gonna make me switch to fujifilm and i'm like hey like they're good cameras for a really good price point people think they got to spend like hella money on like the full frame canons and the full frame sonys and i'm like you don't mm. have to like these cameras perform really well and they're like a grand cheaper yeah than like yeah. so i you know i'm like you don't need full frame at nothing like i think people feel like they need to buy like the latest sony full frame whatever and it's like oh you yeah you don't need to like yeah these cameras are amazing but anyways yeah sorry i've keep talking so how <laughs> that we're we're
0: wrapping i just wanted to ask that question about gear because i was curious yeah. but um how can the viewers and listeners of this podcast support you as a filmmaker? Well, filmmaker, director, skater, writer, all the things oh, you man. are.
1: Oh, man. How can they support me? Well, they can share my stuff, share my work, subscribe to my YouTube. I'm trying to build that up. So subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, follow me on Instagram and and, and share my work. Uh, if anyone has any connections in the sports and fitness uh, atmosphere, any agency connections, like I would love to chat. Um, Cause that would be sick. So that's how you could support me for sure. Yeah,
0: awesome. Hell well, yeah. you you people, you heard it here first. <laughs> Yeah, go run it over.
1: First. It's a lot, folks. Oh, man. It's a lot.
0: It's a lot. Ash, New tagline of the show. Yep. Um Jasmine, it's been an absolute pleasure. I you know, Thank I still you. even though you're you're in Texas and I'm in Jersey and we uh haven't seen each other. we only met each other one time in person, which was oh, so fun. It was a super win- windy day. We were eating tacos. Um and we haven't caught up in a little bit, but every time I talk to you it's like, you know, catching up with an old friend. I'm so oh, grateful yeah. for your your friendship your virtual friendship Mm -hmm. um and your you your willingness to support me by coming on this Mm -hmm. podcast and continuing to inspire me um so i appreciate your time
1: absolutely thank you for having me it's been a pleasure i love talking to you we talked for like friggin' two hours (laughs) i know you're like like, 30 (laughs) minutes tops (laughs) i'm like damn i talked a lot (laughs) 30 minutes i didn't even
0: get like a word in (laughs)
1: Okay. i know i felt so bad i was like damn i think i just rambled for 30 minutes on one topic i was like Fuck. no it's so good All right. okay
0: y'all that was a long one but i hope you had fun kind of kicking it with us in a very non-overly produced kind of chill way uh season two was gonna look a bit different but i appreciate you rocking with me and with these amazing female filmmakers for this first season more to come. So as always, thanks so much for watching and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Bye!